Blog Talk Radio. Hey, and welcome to Snake Oil Radio. Uh, this is your host, Jim Ventura. Hope everyone is having a good day. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, whether you're listening live or in the archive, hope you day or day is going well. Uh, okay, so if it's your first time tuning in to Snake Oil Radio, uh, premise of the show is uh, basically I am a, a writer, a columnist, a spiritual counselor, uh, astrologer, tarot card reader, numerologist, um, doing these things for many years, and I have a book published called uh, Dirty Little Secrets, as well as another book on the way called Snake Oil Volume 1. And that is my monthly blog column that I send out, and also the purpose uh, behind this particular radio show. So a little bit about Snake Oil, and then I'm going to go and launch into reading my this month's particular uh, column. And uh started Snake Oil about five or six years ago, and you can obviously catch the tongue-in-cheek uh, angle of calling it Snake Oil, uh, since uh, for many people in my field are considered Snake Oil salesmen, I figured I'd run with that. The bottom line is, I know, uh, astrology, numerology, tarot, runestones, uh, these things used in the right hands with uh, with people who have skill, uh, and I do gladly include myself on that list, are incredibly valuable tools of, of looking at how you create reality and how to guide you. So uh, I wanted to play a bit on the word, uh, the words, and uh, and uh, start really talking about uh, subjects relating to healing and growth and spiritual evolution and uh, even our day-to-day life because that's what it really connects in with. So Snake Oil has been going on for about five years now and I've been writing the column five, six years now and uh, started doing the radio show a little over a year ago. So I hope you uh, enjoy the show. Uh, What we're going to do is I'm going to read my monthly column and talk a bit about um, this in more depth. Uh, At that time, once I finish reading the column, I am going to uh, also give a call-in number. If anyone would like to call in with questions or comments on the subject matter of today's show, and also uh, to if you want a five-minute little mini-reading, then that's okay also. Uh, I can't do full-scale uh, readings on air, but I certainly can uh, give you a little bit of input and guidance for five minutes or so for any of the callers that call in. You can also uh, make comments or ask questions from the chat room as well, too, if you want to join me there. Anyway, so every month I do a new column. Uh, Well, most months I do a new column. Thankfully, the beauty of having been doing this for a few years is I have a lot of columns, so uh, essays, and uh, I'm able to do a repeat on occasion. But no, this is a a brand new one I wrote last month. So this snake oil is titled, The Old Man is Down the Road, or Is He? I recently read a passage from the Book of Runes to a client. It took a minute for my eyes to adjust so that I could clearly see the words. This is an issue that is fairly new to me. I don't wear glasses because I've never needed them. My sight has always been somewhere between average and exceptional. Now that I'm in my mid-40s, I've suddenly become a little farsighted. We talked about the meaning of the rune stone that day that was meant for her. It clearly related to what was presently happening in her life. This prompted me to tell her about a similar experience I had been through years ago when I was in my early 30s. My client was genuinely stunned to find out I was 45. She thought I was currently in my early 30s. 
it was a beneficial session for her and for me. While I gracefully received this compliment, I think realistically that I can pull off mid to late 30s at best. Still, I do hear this fairly often. People tell me that I look much younger than my present age. At this point in my life, I've experienced very little of the negative effects of aging. I'm in excellent shape because I work out three or four times a week and eat a fairly healthy diet. Things are not sagging and falling apart like I was told would happen inevitably after 40. Internally and externally, things are working nicely. I have very few, if any, wrinkles on my face. This is probably because I rarely tanned when I was younger. My skin is more on the fair side. So the few times I tried to tan when I was in my teens and early 20s, this only resulted in me getting red after... This only resulted in me getting red. And after a few sunburns, I got wise enough to accept the reality of my skin and gave up tanning. This combined with good genetics, pretty much everyone in my family looks younger than we are, and taking care of my body inside and out has contributed to my aging well. While I've never been fanatical about it, I actually love the experience of taking care of my body and skin. I use moisturizers daily, even use at-home facial masks twice a month. I brush my teeth and floss often, trim hairs that spring up in all the wrong places, and put a fair amount of energy into looking good. The care and maintenance of my physical body is something I do see as a, I do not see as a chore. I see it as a kind of fun privilege and a gift. Taking care of my body and doing my best to look good makes sense to me. The need to keep the vehicle that I drive around in, my body, in optimal condition, to me, is unquestionable. I recently dated someone who was chatting with his friends about staying fit and healthy and looking younger. I shared their enthusiasm as a part of the conversation. I began to lose interest, however, when it shifted to Botox, chemical facial peels, facelifts, and liposuction. I understand why people do these things, and I definitely don't judge their choices. Hell, I had my teeth professionally bleached a few years ago, and even briefly had a hairpiece in my late 20s. I do question the overuse of surgery and injecting questionable injections in a compulsive way. After a while, many begin to look a little ridiculous with these efforts. Endless stretched skin, rounds of liposuction, breast augmentation, lip injections, and other forms of plastic surgery can turn an attractive person into a little bit of a freak. Well, there are definitely practical reasons for my experience with aging well. There are metaphysical influences operating here also. I started losing my hair and going bald at a young age. This was already happening by the time I was 19. It was bittersweet because I hated my red hair. I never thought my hair looked attractive. But balding at such a young age was not something I was happy with either. It wasn't just my hair. I never thought I was really attractive. Around the same time my hair began to thin, I also began to study metaphysics and learned, out, learned that our beliefs form our reality. I decided to do something about my belief that I wasn't handsome. If it were true and I changed my beliefs, then I could change this reality. I decided to begin to believe that I would get better looking with age. I would stay young looking for many years and would not even reach my most attractive point in life until my late 40s and early 50s. It was clear about manifesting this. Since it was a long-range goal, I knew it would have time to remove the current negative beliefs that blocked me and made this an inevitable reality. I remember thinking that it would be like Dick Clark, 
stay abnormally young-looking for a long time. I would defy what people perceived as normal aging. Over the years, I've run across a number of people with similar beliefs in this area. Other rebels refuse to commit to the belief like, it's all downhill after 40. I was at my best in my early 20s. Everybody gets fat when they're older. It's impossible to stay fit. Forget about having a ripped abdomen after you turn 30. Well, I think these things are true for many people. I see evidence of the opposite of these limiting beliefs all of the time. I have friends and clients who are fit and healthy and look amazing in their 50s, 60s, and 70s. I observed a number of people who are active and healthy in their 80s. Real beauty is an internal quality that radiates outward to create outer beauty at any age. So far, I still have not gotten glasses. I will do eye training exercises to improve my vision. I'm sure I can resolve this. And if I do need glasses or LASIK, then that won't be the end of the world by any means. My body making it difficult for me to see the tiny details of life so clearly is a message in its own right and a valuable one for me to consider. Sometimes being too detail-oriented is the problem. I have no desire to live forever and avoid the process of aging. I expect that in my 80s and 90s, I'll be a bit more tired, somewhat less active and sexually motivated. I'll probably have a few more wrinkles. The process of aging for me will still be minimal in comparison to what is supposed to happen. I think that in my mid-90s, I will tire of this world and want to go back home again. My body will serve me well until I'm ready to leave it behind for new adventures that don't require a physical body. Until then, screw the typical aging story. I'm going to play the looking younger, attractive, and staying fit game for a number of decades to come. Okay, so that was uh, my uh, April column. And uh, if you're already uh, receiving, um, if you're not receiving my my monthly column by email, uh, that's your best bet is to contact me at my uh, through my website, or you can just go directly to VenturaWords at Mac.com or VenturaSag uh, at Yahoo.com. All that info is on my uh, web page on Blog Talk Radio as well. And uh, get on my mailing list, and we have services free, so you can check out the columns and uh, my current classes and specials and all kinds of interesting information that goes out in my snake oil newsletter each month. And if you are uh, listening live and you want to call in with a comment or question, uh, that number is, uh, I think you might have to dial a 1, and then 646-200-3966. one six four six two hundred three nine six six. I'll give that number out in a little bit again, and I'm going to continue talking about this particular subject uh, that I have written about. Uh, the other thing is, I will mention this now that I will begin to do my interview show again in the summer. Uh, I have uh, I used to do a second show each month when I interviewed some interesting person in the medical, physical, or uh, healing arts in one capacity or another, and I dropped that a few months back because I took on a second job. And uh, But now I am going to be bringing that show back in the summer, so you'll have more information about that posted on my site as well as, again, if you receive my monthly column, you get that information in the newsletter. 
So anyway, let's uh, talk a little bit about uh, this whole process of aging because I think that, again, it really is an area where there is a lot of difficulty for many people. Uh, we are, you know, absolutely without question there are realities to, uh, to aging. Uh, you know, we're all going to age. We're all going to inevitably um, die. These are, are real <laughs> experiences that happen and really... Honestly, I say this uh, with the best of intentions, um, should not really be cause for concern for any human being. I think the issue is really um, how we live our lives and whether we live it well while we're here and, and we live good lives and we, we live healthy and, and, and happy and fulfilled and strive for, um, strive for those things. So, you know, one of the things, you know, it was actually, it's funny when I wrote this column because, you know, typically a lot of the columns that I write I had thought about writing, uh, you know, anywhere from months to sometimes years before I actually write them. And I had contemplated writing this column some time ago. I never actually got around to it, or again, it wasn't really just the right time yet. And, you know, there was a tiny dash of hesitancy because I, you know, I, I really don't like to play on the idea of, of, of coming across as arrogant in any way about beauty and looking good. Um, certainly, it by no means is um, the primary motivation in my life. But I also have to say that, you know, I think that we often uh, lose touch with certain things that just really are in this world. You know, people, uh, you know, when you look good, when you're healthy, when you come across as a strong, vibrant person, um, there are many benefits to that. We're not even just talking about the physical ones, the elements of being healthy and fit and in shape uh, for, you know, to, to, for just for that, the purpose of being healthy. In other words, uh, you know, there's obviously clear benefits that come from, from taking care of your body and being in shape and all of those things. But also, you know, people in this world, really, I, I find that... Um, it's an unfortunate reality, but you often get treated better in many cases when you do come across looking good or looking um, or looking sharp in that sense. There is, uh, without question, whether we like it or not, uh, there is a prejudice against people often that are overweight or less attractive. And I absolutely do not agree with mistreating anyone, period, for any purpose or reason in that sense. But I also am aware of the realities of these things that, that exist in the world and how people are. You know, I mean, really, it, it's simple things like, you know, if people have nice teeth, you know, people are more inclined to um, find them agreeable or attractive. Um, you know, certainly anyone who's involved in sales or anything that involves any type of public um, work or participation, it does help to have an attractive look about you in that sense. And, you know, I'm not talking about model looks by any means either, although that certainly is a value too. You know, most people are not really in that category. I certainly don't put myself in that category as well. It's funny because like when I, I could easily take myself apart <laughs> and point out the things that are off kilter in the way that I, I look as well. So I don't put myself in that category. But um, I have found that 
things are often, uh, again, come to you a little more easily in this world when you do come across as attractive in that sense. And, you know, my story is, is really an interesting one, I think, because it's funny, people will look at pictures of me um, when I was in my mid-20s in comparison to where I am now, and it is funny because most people will say, wow, you certainly look a, a hell of a lot better at this point in the game. It's amazing. So, you know, I bring up this point at, at multiple times in my shows and in my columns about how our thoughts create our reality. So, you know, if we can, in effect, alter our physical appearance so that we look more pleasing in that sense and gain the benefits that come from that, then it would make sense to consider that in some ways. Again, uh, you know, as I pointed out in the piece also, you know, we are far more than just our looks. We are, um, you know, it really is what's inside. But I think that um, we cannot ignore uh, the realities of our, our physical appearance in that sense. We are in physical bodies at this point, and we do operate and, and, and mix with other human beings who respond to us accordingly. And my decision, uh, like I talked about in this piece, uh, was was a very, very real one. I remember feeling that I wasn't attractive, and I, you know, again, when I first started studying metaphysics, my really introduction to it was largely... Uh, through uh, Jane Roberts, who was a channeler for Seth, the book Seth Speaks, The Nature of Personal Reality, real classics from the late 60s, early 70s that still are being reprinted to this day. And I highly recommend anyone interested in metaphysics to check out these books. Um, amazing, absolutely amazing. But, you know, uh, coming up with that point that our thoughts create our experience and our reality was something that I wanted to test in that way, and this was an area where I felt it would be a benefit to test and explore that. Uh, and it worked in that sense. Um, I absolutely am, you know, uh, have, have very little difficulty with health issues and internal or really even external problems. Uh, you know, I, I, I just don't. I, you know, I, I do maintenance my body in a good way, and I often do find that I get a pretty positive response from men and women um, uh, toward me from both my personality and my, my physical structure in that sense. Um, and I am told that I'm handsome. And again, well, you know, we all have this part of us that doubt such things. Um, I, I can see that, that you know, overall I'm a reasonably attractive person. And again, that has really, really benefited me. And it, it came from, you know, uh, the, uh, the fact that when I was younger, I really, again, did not believe that I was attractive. And, you know, I was balding and I had this really, really um, uh, uh, what I, I deemed unattractive, weird-looking red hair. And I was a little bit chubby, and uh, I, you know, just I could I could break it down to, to thinking where I was, where I was at when I was uh, 16, 17, 18, 19, when I actually began to contemplate this idea of changing my beliefs about my physical structure. And uh, I did. I, I mean, I really did. I remember even 
writing little sketches of, of uh, I was an art major also uh, when I was in college, writing little sketches of how I would look and how I would come across and, and visualizing my people being um, attracted to me and, and complimenting on that I was handsome or that I looked good. This was something I actually really literally began to do, um, and it wasn't like a major chore. It, you know, one of the things that I did to shift that, that reality was I, you know, I projected it further down the line so that it would have time to take effect uh, as I got older. And then I inserted the idea that I would age really, really well and that I would be healthy and all of those other things too for a really, really long time. And again, I've, I've actually met that in my experience. So to me, there's no question that at some level I created this, um, which again reminds you know, me and, and hopefully everyone who is aware and looking into metaphysics at any level that this is the way the universe works. You know, we're, we're, we are, there are certain limits that do apply. In other words, if you were born without an arm, it's improbable that you will be able to grow another arm. Um, really, you know, that, that in the, the construct of a physical experience here on the physical plane, we have agreed upon certain things that um, we believe to be possible at a mass level as well. So regrowing an arm is, is highly improbable, although by no means impossible. I, I think that it, it theoretically could be possible. And, you know, uh, and, and maybe science will, will come up with ways of, of doing that also. But the truth of it is, though, if you were born without an arm and you decided that that made you unattractive, then you, that could contribute to other elements of you becoming quote-unquote unattractive. But if you made the decision that you were very attractive and you were good-looking and you were healthy and you were strong and you were a positive uh, magnetic individual, you would create that for yourself. Um, I can honestly say that I, I have seen people who have um, – I've seen people in wheelchairs. I've seen people – in um, you know missing a finger, I've seen people who have hair lips. I've seen people with all kinds of different uh, experiences with the physical body, and some of them you know not so attractive. Some of them very attractive. <laughs> you know they, they you know it, they went beyond the belief that this would limit them in some way. Um, even really, even with people that are very heavy and things of that nature, there are uh, both men and women that are, are large um, and uh, and are, 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 are stunning and, and beautiful in that sense. Again, it has way more to do with what we believe about ourselves to be true than the actual physical. But the interesting part is when we shift our beliefs internally, then the physical, in many cases, will actually shift too. In some respects, even if you're, say, you know, I'll use this as an example. Even if you're a male and you're very, very short, in that sense, you know, a lot of women, uh, from my experience, tend to want men that are tall, taller than them, or tall. Now, certainly, by no means are all women uh, focused that way, but uh, many do. So uh, that said. Um, you know, it's improbable that a you know a short man could necessarily physically grow again, even though it is theoretically possible. But if he 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 focused on the belief that he was healthy and vibrant and attractive and magnetic and appealing in that sense and felt good about himself as well, 
that would be what he would manifest. It wouldn't even necessarily be that he physically grow. It would be that he would be the type of man who was very attractive as a shorter man that uh, would then pull in women or men, whatever his sexual uh, orientation is in that sense, um, or even friends and people that would love that element in him in that sense. There's a duality of acceptance and also the fact that we can shift the experiences in our physical reality, including our physical, in, in many, many ways in that sense. One of the things that I, I do love to talk about with clients when I work with them, and certainly in my writing also, is this idea that um, you know our bodies also talk to us in that sense. We can uh, we can cure ourselves of diseases. We can change our physical construct. We can become healthier. We can become stronger. We can become uh, more successful at multiple levels if we believe that it is possible, and we believe that without question. You know, one of the things that I, I always love to point out for people is that, you know, when you check out, you know, a couple of years back, the uh, the book The Secret and the tapes came out, um, you know, good material, excellent material. Um, one of the things that I, I didn't see a lot of within that structure was uh, it was excellent at explaining how to manifest and shift your beliefs. Uh, very, very well done. The area where I didn't think it focused heavily enough on is finding out what beliefs you have that limit you in the first place and eliminating the present beliefs. Because if you attempt to insert new beliefs when the old ones have not been dislodged, you either will not manifest the new beliefs or you will kind of manifest a bit of a duality in that sense, where you manifest, manifest a bit of both worlds. You know, I can use this as a, you know, great example of this would be Okay, I'm back on. Sorry about that. I got dis <laughs> I got disconnected. I forget. I have to uh, I have to call from a landline. The uh, other uh, phone system that I use sometimes will disconnect, and I had forgotten that. Okay, so now of course I lost track of my point here. So let me see if I can somehow get back to it in that sense. Um, okay, I believe I was talking about um, you know the, the process of of creating. Our reality and how that actually works in that sense. And you know, one of the things I again w was previously mentioning 
was that, you know, often there are, I won't say, I don't like to say hidden beliefs that block us from manifesting a shift in our reality, um, because I don't think that they're hidden. I think um, they are really, really quite conscious in that sense, but we often don't see them as beliefs. So, you know, when I was younger and believed myself to not be physically attractive in that sense, there was a hidden agenda behind that. There was a value in it. One, um, I had been frequently told by siblings uh, <laughs> and, and, a, and a few people along the way that I wasn't, um, and uh, on top of it, um, at the time, I was not really, really comfortable with my sexuality. Um, I'm a gay man, and you know, back you know in the day in the late 70s, early 80s, it was a you know a difficult arena um, in comparison to where we are now in our world with this type of thing. And I really I did not want to accept that reality. So one of the problems that I was would run across, of course, is, is women being attracted to me, since I didn't want to hurt their feelings in any way. I did have women that were attracted to me when I was younger and even into my early 20s. And I think that by by being at, you know not in great shape and balding and all those other things, I think there was a, 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 a benefit at the time, or I believe to be a benefit, and that it would help keep women from falling for me in that sense. Um, also, by the same token, I was too afraid to explore... Uh, Intimacy with males, I didn't, you know, some part of me didn't believe it was right. I, I was uncomfortable with it. I, you know, the, the icons, the gay icons at the time, you know, were, you know, Richard Simmons and Liberace and things that, you know, men that I did not identify with at any level. So there was a lot of confused thought around that. So the belief that I was not attractive benefited me in the sense that it would theoretically keep people from being attracted to me and me having to have romantic or sexual experiences when I wasn't ready for them. So, you know, the funny part of that is it, it didn't actually work. You know, <laughs> that's the strange part of it. It really, in many ways, it didn't actually work. And the reason it didn't is, you know, it would say this in the most positive way. Women are, you know, are often not that shallow. Um, they're more likely to, um, to find you attractive whether you are physically attractive or not. I should limit that just to women. There are men that are that this way too. So I did have women that would be attracted to me. I did have women come on to me. Um, but I, you know, I believe that by 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 marring my looks at some level, that that would diminish those things that I were afraid to deal with. Uh, and also, again, uh, you know, at another level, it was also just the idea of of sexual intimacy really terrified me. It attracted me, but it terrified me at the time. Um, you know, I was had a lot of Catholic upbringing, imprinting, and shame, and uh, you know, being gay at the time to me was just an inconceivable reality I wanted to avoid. So I think that the belief that I wasn't attractive served a purpose, and it wasn't again really until my uh, early to mid twenties that that reality began to shift. Partly because, again, of the belief work that I had done of inserting new beliefs, but I also realized that, you know, whether I was physically attractive or not, I was going to get hit on, and, you know, I just would say no if it wasn't someone that interested in me, whether male or female. And then you know, later on, I, I dealt with my, my uh, sexuality, and then you know, a lot of this became kind of moot points. Uh, so those old beliefs kind of fell away 
in that sense, when they no longer were necessary. And that really, in essence, is the process and, and really why I wanted to write this piece and talk about it, because I often do do work with my clients, um, aside from doing readings um, and look at looking at your life from that perspective, I do love to do the helping people to shift their beliefs and change their realities and help them to uncover the limiting beliefs and replace them with positive um beliefs that will be more in alignment with where they, they kind of see themselves or want to be now. So definitely a big part of my work, definitely a, something that, that's an excellent process to go through. Uh, so, uh, yeah, again, so it's really about being able to connect with the hidden beliefs and, again, realizing that they're not actually hidden. They really are quite conscious. We often just don't see them as beliefs in that sense. You know, because I remember even when I was younger, there were times when when different people would say things to me like, "Oh my God, like you know, you all, everyone in your family is beautiful. Everyone that you, everyone in your family has amazing eyes. Everyone in your family is very attractive." And I would hear that on occasion, and it just did not register. I, I couldn't buy it when I was eighteen or nineteen. I didn't believe it. And I heard that enough times, and then I also began to insert that belief myself, and then that became, you know, that opened that door for that to be, a, you know, a reflected reality. You know, uh, for many of my siblings also, they, they you know, m- most people in my family are attractive at one level or another. And, we, yeah, we absolutely do age well. I've got siblings in, in, in their 40s. I have siblings in their 50s. And it, you'd be hard-pressed to, to see almost any of my siblings as the actual age that they are. Uh, we do age well. As a general rule within the family, and um, again, in, in my case, I've been very, very lucky. Uh, you know, it's funny when when people think I'm 32; uh, that, that just blows my mind. Or 34 years uh, old, but I, I, in some ways, I can buy it. Um, but again, it's something I, I really, really am clear about in my belief system. It is not something that I struggle with. I do not see a reason to age poorly. Um, from my perspective, I think that if somebody does, I think that they're, that they're right, and I wish them the best with that, and I, and I think that's the beauty of making choices in the physical plane. We all have different experiences, and some people don't want to stay here. There are benefits to uh, being older, um, clearly, and many people, you know, they, they pursue that, that angle. But I, I, I think that I, I don't want to participate in aging badly for other reasons. You know, it's kind of putting your money where your mouth is. You know, I'm always sort of fascinated by um, the fact that people will go to psychics whose lives are falling apart for guidance. I just find that to be an interesting dynamic. It's sort of similar to going to a doctor who's fat, out of shape, and smokes compulsively. Um, You know, I mean, and, and not in good health. I would sort of wonder about um, whether that person would be adequately guiding you and inspiring you. So, uh, and it isn't that he or she couldn't. I think that again, it doesn't make sense to me at that level that you know the proof should be in the pudding. So I do try to um, uh, I do work at at, at being what I, what I teach and what I say. And you know, there are areas of my life that are still not flowing as harmoniously as I would like them to. Um, but I am working on shifting those beliefs as well, and I have made progress, and I, I continue to. And I, I consider 
you know, I guess I like the idea that each and every day I get better type of philosophy and I'm better than the day before in that sense, that there's always growth and there's, there's always forward movement in that sense, that way. And so I do not believe that we're locked or limited to being stuck with anything in any way. You know, and even looking at the whole issue of, of aging in that sense, um, we absolutely um, uh, age in a, the way we believe we're going to age. It looks like I have a caller here, so I'm going to pause for a second and see if I can get this caller online. Hello, 602, do I have you on air? Let me try that again here. Let's see. How are you? Here we go. Hello, 602. Can you, oh, I got you. Okay, that's what I wanted to make sure. How are you? I'm good. Oh, I just called in. I was just starting to listen to your show, see what it was about. Cool. Excellent. What's your name? Uh, Evelyn. Evelyn, how are you today? I'm good. I'm good. 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 Uh, yes, absolutely. And I, I think you, you're local here, too, as well. I am. Well, that's what I was just reading on your little thing here. You're in Arizona, and I'm like, oh. Yes, I'm in. I'm, I'm curious in where. Yeah, I, I'm in Phoenix. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm. I'm right for the most part in, in in the heart of Central Phoenix in that sense. Well, not in the heart of Central Phoenix, but pretty close. So yeah, oh. I have home office here, and actually, this is uh, you know, the the radio show. Of course, is from my home as well too. Right. So, right. Anyway, oh. did you? Have you caught some of the show? Did you have a comment or a question you wanted to ask? Well, I no, I just well, I saw Arizona. I thought, oh, I'm going to listen and see what's going on. Um, are you? Do you take questions? Do you do readings? Is that what? Yeah, you're doing? I can do a I can do a quick little mini reading. I've only got about sure. five more minutes of the show, but yeah, if you want to ask a quick question, we can absolutely pop that out for you. Sure. So fire away. Okay, sounds good. Uh, so what's your question? Oh, my question would be. Um, well, let's go for um, employment issues. Employment. Okay. Let me see. I mean, I do have a job. It's stuff like right. that. Right. Just got, with, I got issues. I want to know what you're job, picking up on. With the job yeah. itself in that sense. Um, well, I'm getting a good feeling about um, the direction that you're going because I'm kind of getting um, – actually, this brings up another point that I wanted to mention on the show anyway real quickly. Um, I feel like you're actually getting ready for some type of a change, in employment, have you been employed in the in the same spot for a while? Yes, five years. Yeah, because I'm. I feel like what's happening is you're getting prompts to make a change, but what's been difficult is you're not sure what that is yet completely. In that sense, um, another part of it I feel is, you know, there's a duality between the direction that you're, you're contemplating or being pushed and your practical side. In that sense, mm-hmm. I feel like you're holding on to this job appropriately, so for practical reasons. Does that make sense? That you're well, yeah. So I, well, you know what? I don't know if you're catching because I, um, I applied for another position at a different location, right? And um, I'm waiting to see, waiting to hear back on that one. Also, right. the one I'm at right now, there is just, I think. The boss and me. Uh-huh. I I don't know what it is. I I think there's something that he doesn't like about me. I don't know what it is. I can't imagine what it could possibly be, but I know it's there. I can feel it, and it's causing me anxiety now, and it's causing me issues. Right. And uh-huh. I can't. I just can't take it much more. When, when's your birthday? Nine twenty-six. Yeah, because I'm I, I, okay. That's a good validation because I'm feeling Virgo, although technically you're actually Libra. So mm-hmm. I because I, I keep getting this message about. Um, 
where the anxiety coming from is, you know, in your own way, you're you're a bit of a perfectionist in that sense, and what you do, you do well. So I mm-hmm. I don't think that's the question. In fact, I think that's actually going to bode well for you because you are that way. So what I'm picking mm-hmm. up from the situation with the boss is there is a discomfort. Um, it, it feels like is this a male or a female your boss? There's one of each. The, okay. the big one's a male, and the one that's right. above me is a female, and both of them I just I just I'm done with. If you're really, if you go deeper into this, you're actually ready for a change. So you oh, yeah. needed something to make you uncomfortable to push you out. Ain't that the a truth? Practical reason. So you know, I mean, I would think I had a job I left years ago that I just got so annoyed at the owners that I just blasted myself out of there. It was the best thing that I did. Although I wish I had done it less in a psychotic fire sign way, like I normally do things, being a fire sign. But. Um, so what I see and what I'm getting is I pulled a rune and it came up. I pulled a, a, a tarot card and I pulled a rune stone. And let me tell you what the, these are real quickly because the, the card that came up was the fool card and it came up upright, which means a new opportunity is presenting itself to you that's coming out of all of this, but it will require some risk and a shift. Um, then I pulled a rune and the rune came up possessions upright, which suggests that you're about to enter a more beneficial period. So um, I'm feeling really good about this job um, thing that you're applying for. I, I, I feel really strongly about the fact that there's a change getting ready to come, literally, and it's not even that far off. I feel like it's within the next couple of weeks. The next well, I would think so. it would have to be in the next couple of weeks yeah. just because yeah. the position's open and they need someone. So Yeah, it feels like it's coming up kind of quickly. I like this for you also. You notice how it's been windy here a lot? Yeah. The wind, in Lakota tradition, the winds mean the winds of change. So the winds push us to make change. So we either go harmoniously with the changes or we fight them. So I feel like for the most part you're, you're going harmoniously with this change. I think what's happening is you're, you're very analytical, somewhat logical mind, and then in addition to that being a Libra, of course wanting to harmonize and balance it, you, you're trying to... to understand why there's a discomfort from above you, but the truth yeah. is you really don't waste your energy on it. They, okay. You know, it, it's really wasted energy because you needed something to propel you out. In that sense, you needed to be annoyed and bothered by this ridiculous situation. Um, you haven't done anything wrong there in that sense. Um, I okay. don't feel that that's the case. I feel like it's their own issues and their own lives which are not going the way they'd like them to. So it's just a projection issue in that sense. So I feel like I want you to withdraw your energy. Withdraw your energy from that experience and begin to focus on where you're going. I'm feeling very strongly about this job you applied for. I I really feel like you're going to get it. But even if you don't, something else will pop almost immediately from there. But I am kind of feeling like there's a high probability you will get this because you guys are telling me you're getting ready to make a change anyway. So then once you leave it, leave it, once you go, leave it behind. Don't worry about it. You know, I, I always think that this, you know, pe- there's going to be people that just, that just don't like us in that mm-hmm. sense. And, you know, I say this with love, but who gives a crap? You know what I mean? Really, in the best possible way. Um, you know, people are just not going to like you sometimes. You know, I, uh, I, I work a job part-time, and some of the other people I work with get annoyed because I tend to – make more money than they do often and they get annoyed by that i can tell you the practical reasons why i make more money but the fact that it irritates them honestly who cares 
be irritated with me. They're really irritated with themselves for their lack of ability to do that. So it's projected onto me. So you're getting some of this type in a different type of a way. You're getting some of this element. Could you can you can you hold one second? I have to sign out, but I'm going to keep you on the line for another minute or two. So just okay, sure, sounds good. Hey, folks, uh, we're going to be off the stream in a few minutes, so thanks for tuning in. I'll be back again next month, and you could catch me if you want to contact me for private sessions or a copy of a book. Go to my website or my uh, web address. You can contact me there. Thanks for tuning in. Okay, so, yeah, we're we're uh, not streaming, so um, I'll just okay. really finish this with you. Because um, I know I'm very limited on what I'll say because you never know who's listening because you're Arizona. Right, exactly. Oh. Yeah, you're, you're, you're pretty safe. I don't have a huge audience at this point in the game. I haven't done much to promote myself. Um, and the people who would tune in would probably be very metaphysically inclined to begin with. So Absolutely, that's that true. Context. Right. So, um, But, yeah, I, I, I'm really feeling good about this for you. And I, I'm not just saying this to make you feel better. I really feel good about this. Your the transition is already happening in that sense. You've, you've, you're getting the right prompts. Um, where you are now is just it's just simply coming to an end. So your your logical mind needed reasons to not like it anymore, to, to right. propel you out in that sense. But you're going. Uh, you know what I mean? Well, you know I, what I want to say to you is because we're off air. I'll say this to you. Sure. I work in a grocery store. Right. And and and, and a lot of people come and go. Right. And I'm, and I know I'm not a bad person, uh, but right. you know people can perceive you any way you are. But because you're in management, they perceive you kind of like in a, in a certain like, oh, right. if you don't do everything right, they can say something. Well, I got somebody that wrote in saying I said something, and I did not say it. They're right. threatening to suspend me a day, at least a day for it. Right. I did not say that. It it's bothering me so bad. Right. And and I know this is. I'm, in my head, I'm going. This is, has to be a sign that says Evelyn. We're gonna we're gonna keep throwing shit at you until you say and get this yes. where you need to know and get out of here and be happy about Absolutely. being out of here. Absolutely. Yeah. But you it, the it. suspension yeah. still bothers me. They, they haven't does. done it yet. So every you know, day I'm I, wondering it's today the day. This is a, the commonality. I'm a Sagittarius, since the commonality. I my moon is in Libra. So I oh, understand okay. Libra energy quite a bit. You know, what happens with Libra is there's nothing worse than injustice. It'll make your head spin. Because yes. it goes against the very fiber of your being to mistreat or be mistreated. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. not part of your natural wiring. So when you run across in the world, your head wants to explode. And you, it's hard to not think about it. But I want you to perceive it differently. Absolutely what's happening and what's going on is bullshit. All right? Don't even try to dress it up. Don't try to paint it. Don't try to pour. You know, I, my joke is I say you can pour chocolate syrup over a piece of shit. It's still a piece of shit. You know what I mean? You, you, right, you're getting right. mistreated. This is just a situation where you're, they're letting you play the scapegoat in that sense for something that you didn't even necessarily do. So what's happening is you're analyzing it because that's natural for you in that sense. What I want you to do is I want you to take the whole experience, and I literally energetically, you can even do this physically, and, and just give it to the angels. Say, you know what, I'm sick of analyzing this. For some reason, they want me to be to play this role of bad guy. I'm going to be going anyway, so I'm going to take what's thrown at me for now because it's all a propellant because I'm going to some place more harmonious because that's what's actually happening. You know, your spirit is leading you out of there. So shift gears, and the way to okay. do that is to say, listen, okay, I, I can analyze this from a practical human perspective and contemplate the endless injustice of the situation, or I can look at it as the blessing in disguise. 
you know, because you know, I'll, I'll give you a great perfect example of this. About four or five months ago, I've had a lot of credit card debt for quite a while. Oh yeah. And I I've been able to pay it, but you know, I never get out of the hole. Um, and you know, a couple months uh, back, Citibank raised my interest rate on a huge debt. Most of my debt is with that with that card to thirty percent, from eleven percent to thirty percent. That's so weird because I'm going to one credit card almost the same thing, and it's, it, I've got $500 in just right. late fees and overdraft, late fees and oh, stuff absolutely. that I didn't even charge on, but they're charging me. And they're doing all these things. So what it did is I basically did something I would never have done, and I defaulted on the card. I stopped paying it. I now yeah. have bad credit rating. I just I can't pay it anymore. And it's right. funny because it's the same dynamic. It was the blessing in disguise. Because they did something so unjust. They also did this. I had never had a late payment. I had a flawless payment history, and they still raised me out of the blue to 30% interest. And I thought mm-hmm. to myself, who could ever get out of debt? They don't want me out of debt. They want me in debt for the rest of my life. So if that's what you want, and the only thing you really have that you're holding over me is bad credit, well, I think I'll take bad credit as opposed to being broke all the time because I'm giving every dime I get to a <laughs> credit card company that's charging me 30 freaking percent. You should go to jail for that. So the injustice was what shifted me to make the decision to default on this and begin to look at another way of handling my finances and resolving this. So it's actually working out beneficially because I'm, I'm looking at some other things uh, that I can do and talking to a lawyer to resolve this in a way where I'm going to have a few years of bad credit, but I'm going to have money in right. my pocket again. So right. it was the blessing in disguise. But like you... I did spend some time really analyzing the situation and being irritated, being frustrated, and wanting justice. But rather than focus on getting justice, realize that your own higher self is moving you from one place to the next. And you needed that injustice to get you to really fully move. Because otherwise you would have been loyal here. Well, yeah, because, you know, when you're loyal, you're kind of loyal, you know. And and besides, I make not bad money, not great money, but I can't quit because there's nothing out there. I've been trying to look for something that makes better money, but, you know, actually, I'm going from one location to another, but the the department pays a couple dollars more an hour, but I still don't know if I want to do retail forever. Well, but I, I will do the transition just to get away right. from these people. Absolutely. It's a better one, and it's going to put you around better people and just better energy in general and give you a clearer head because I feel like you'll you'll be happier with the structure in that sense. Mm-hmm. So it feels like it's a right move. So that's what I want to tell you. you you're, you're, you're moving. You're getting ready for the change. It, it's inevitable. So this, all the details, like I said, whenever you get caught in the detail mind in that sense, um, you know, Take it and say, okay, I'm sick of analyzing this. I'm, you know what? What I'm dealing with is, for some reason, they've decided to peg me as a scapegoat. I'm going to just, I'm going to buy it for now. I'm going to say, okay, whatever, I'll accept this. I didn't do it, but I'm just going to accept this because I'm moving and making the change anyway. And that's what's happening. And you will find yourself on more fertile ground. Realize that you have, there's, there's other things in the future, there's other directions that your life is going to take you. You're not always going to be in this position. But for okay. now, we all are dealing with, you know, there's a, like, I, I have a, I've had a very lucrative uh, business. I make, you know, I mean, I make do. I'm trying to, I see I your picture. Well. I kind of, you what? Oh, I, I do very well. But you know what? I had to pick up a job waiting tables again on the weekends to supplement my income to survive in 2008 and 2009. And I'm still doing that, actually. And at first I bucked it. But one of the things that we're all dealing with is, you know, we have a mass agreed-upon recession going on. 
So mm-hmm. just working and, 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 and functioning and making money and paying your bills right now is a blessing in and of itself. It won't always right. be this way. And when the, the winds shift and we move out of this difficult period, you're going to notice more creative pulls in different directions for you that are, are there for your future. But for now, this side, this lateral move is the right move in that sense because it just feels to me like you're in a greener place in the sense of uh, greener pastures. Right. Just like like Saturday, um, she's on vacation, and she goes, oh, heads up, you're going to have to work Saturday. I have two jobs. I have another job, too, part-time. I have to work two jobs just to make ends meet. Right. But they don't, this job I'm talking about doesn't know about the other job, but the the other job knows about this job. And so, but, so I do the other job Fridays and Saturdays, and those are my regular days off, or at least if, if I can't then they sometimes might make me work those nights, and then I do two jobs in one day. So I sit there, and this has been going on for well over a year, probably almost going on two years now, and it's like, I can't work Saturday mids. So I said, so I said to her, she goes, oh, heads up, you're going to have to work a mid-Saturday. I go, hey, I told you, I can't be here till 12.31 on Saturday. She goes, well, I already asked the other two, they can't do it, so you're going to have to figure it out. I was so stunned, I said nothing, because I knew... I, I felt there was just nothing I could say that was appropriate anyway. And right. so I just let it go. And so I looked at my schedule. Sure enough, she put me on it. And I'm now right. stressing out going, well, I'm just, and I'm so afraid to talk to my boss because I sure, I'm thinking, well, he, he just wants to get rid of me anyway. I think it's because I'm older. Right. That's, that's my feelings. I'm older and he wants younger people in there, even though right. I probably do my job far better than any, any of them, but that's my you know, and so I said, and I'm like, I'm stressing out. I can't get anybody to cover that shift, and the one that should be looking at it, and I'm too, I really am. I'm afraid to go say to him, hey, look, I told Sheila I can't be there till, you know, one, and she put me on it anyway, so I'll be a couple hours late, and I'm thinking he's going to say, well, if you can't do it, then just don't bother coming in at all. I don't know. Right. Just eat but, away at me. But look, but stop letting it eat at you. Let me put it to you this way. You cannot do it, Period. It isn't that you don't want to or that you can't trust you. You physically can't do it in that sense. And this may be, you know, the coming out of the fact that you have this other job as well and mm-hmm. that this is a healthy thing in that sense. You know, you're sort of coming out of the closet about your other job. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you know, and, and, oh, and I can't question, tell them. They'll probably fire me because it's a competitor. Oh, it's a competitor as well? Well, you yeah. don't have to tell it's, them where you work. It's in the industry. No, I wouldn't tell them. Uh, that's what I mean. Don't, you don't have to give all that information. You don't have to just tell them where you work. Say, listen, I have a different job that I do. I don't want to get into information about that. It's a completely different dynamic in what I'm doing. But I, 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 you know, that's the commitment that I have as well. This job does mean something to me. I will do my best to get here. I cannot physically be in two places at once. I made that abundantly clear in that sense. And, you know, let the chips fall where they may. Because that's what's happening. You, in life, we, we rehearse these things we have to do with such horror. And then you find often when you do them, they're not nearly as bad as you thought. So just, you know, bite the bullet. You are going to have to, um, you're going to have to, you can't be in two places at once. And, and I need this other job because it pays my rent. And if I don't Absolutely. do those hours there, I can't pay my rent. In fact, you don't even have to even necessarily even say it's another job. You say you have a prior commitment that is absolutely impossible for you to get out of in that sense. And right. that's it. And let them deal. See, but you're afraid of what's going to happen. But, but don't get, get out of that in that okay. sense. Hand that to the okay. angels. Don't worry. That's not your job. 
to you're you're scripting his response already, and he hasn't necessarily responded that way. You're right; he very well may, but he hasn't done that yet. So it's a matter of your conviction to be very very clear. Listen, this job means a lot to me. I uh, I want to be here, but I made it abundantly clear that I have a prior commitment that is absolutely impossible for me to get out of. In that sense, I cannot physically do it. We need a resolution here. You know what I mean? Just be clear and don't get don't go weak internally. You're not, you know, you, you cannot be in two places at once. You see what I mean? They're asking you to do something that's physically impossible. And it wasn't that you didn't tell anyone and you didn't make it clear that it was impossible for you to do this. And, again, right. make it clear, this job does matter to me. It matters a lot to me. But, again, without getting into a lot of detail, I cannot get out of the other thing that I have going on at this point. So mm-hmm. I'm going to have to be a few hours late. Be clear. And then don't worry about what comes out of it. That's, see what I mean? You're, t- you're, you're trying to handle his response, your own response, and you're making yourself nuts. These yeah, are all, I think that's the truth. Yeah. These are all actions that are the universe is directing you. But sometimes the universe directs through negative. And this is just a negative that will inevitably turn into a positive. And that's what's coming out of this. So I, I wouldn't worry about it. I think the, it doesn't matter what happens here. You're going to end up going to another job anyway. Right, right. Well, the, the only thing is I didn't want these issues to conflict or cause issues because it's in the same it's the same job, I mean, same right. company, just in a different Absolutely. location. I didn't want any of these suspension issues or these, like, things going on. It's like all oh, this stuff is all happening at once. When I put yeah. in for a new position, I'm like, what? I didn't want any of well, this Well, then you don't have to write. You don't have to necessarily mention that. Right. Absolutely. No, you know, you're, 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 you're being you're being moved. You're being taken care of. Stop. Don't worry so much about the detail. Okay. So, are you? Do you have a? Do you do um, stuff in? Well, do you do stuff in town? Do you have a shop yeah. that you do stuff no, out I, of? I, I just have a. I have a home office. Um, and do you do readings out of your home yeah, office? Yeah, I do out of my home office. Right, absolutely. I do by phone, and I also do it in person for people that are local. Go to my. Um, I'm actually. I'm going to have to run. I've got an appointment on the way here. Yeah, but, um, I just want to go to my. Um, web go to my website, um, and you can check out prices and information on the different sessions that I do. Um, it's actually on the blog talk radio. You'll find the website link, but it's um, it's uh, web.mac.com/slash. Oh, it is word. that. Okay. But it is on there. I if you go to the website, it'll give you all that info, and uh, and if you want to set something up, or at the very least, even just email me and get on my mailing list as well, because a lot of times I do specials and discounts on readings and things, and uh, you might want to be able to take advantage of one of those down the line too. Oh yeah, okay. for sure. Sounds good. Yeah. Awesome. And so it's kind of nice that you're local. That's good. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I got a kick out of that. I thought it might have been uh, someone, I, uh, a friend or something I knew when I saw the six hundred two, but. Um, yeah. But yeah, you're 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 in a better spot than you know. Stop 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 sweating the details, okay? Let it let I will. everything unfold. Just be clear about um about what you can and cannot do. You know what I mean? And don't worry about the responses in that sense. You're not doing anything that's bad. And if they and if and if they were and I'm not even predicting this, if they were to let you go or fire you because you couldn't be in two spaces at once even though you told them that then you do not want to work for people like this. Period. Sure. You don't. Yeah. Trust the universe is going to put you in another spot. And it is anyway. You're ready yeah, to take steps right. toward that. Okay? Well, great. It was a pleasure awesome. talking to you. Good talking to you as well. Good luck with that. And, you know, just rest assured everything it, it is is going to work out. All right? All right. And okay. I'll check out your website and All send right. you an Sounds email. Sounds good. Have a great day. Okay. Everyone. You All too. Right. Thank you.